Hey everybody, welcome to The Cast with JB and G Money. I'm here with your host, Grant Kinningham, aka G Money, and we are back here for episode number three. I'm a JB, by the way. Thanks, Grant, for uh, introducing me. I appreciate that. I totally missed that. <laughs> I totally missed that. I thought you introduced yourself and were passing over to me. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm trolling you, man. Hey, so we got uh, some stuff going on this uh, this week, mainly uh, in the NBA, obviously with the NCAA March Madness tournament going on. Um, a little bit in the MLB, I'm gonna let Grant take over that, and then also just uh, touching on um, some things going on in the NFL. But we're just gonna jump right into it with just our latest takes on what's going on. All right. First, we're going to start NCAA. First things first, Grant, what's been going on, man? Uh, so Gonzaga won, Houston won, um, Arkansas beat, uh, Oral Robertson ended their streak. Yeah. Um, they had a good one, though. They only lost yeah. by two. I, I was watching that game when Oral Roberts lost. Same. It literally came down to the buzzer beater. I was sitting there. I was hoping. I was like, oh, man. Literally, when he threw the shot up, I was, I was holding my breath. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> it, was, it was a good shot. He got a good take. Yeah, yeah. And he's a good, good shooter. He's going to be yeah. a top player in the NBA someday. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a good shot. Um, just really unfortunate because they were one of those underdogs where I was like, hey, man, like, they could go. If they beat Arkansas, I would have – that would have been really high stakes for them to be like, oh, wow, they're actually showing up and performing really well. But, I mean, they have nothing to be ashamed of. To be such a low-seeded team, everyone thought they were going to be out the first round and to make it to the Sweet 16 – uh, that's enough of a win in my book, but, uh, so, obviously I, I would have hoped that they would have won. <laughs> oh yeah. We were, I think most people were pulling for, or Roberts to keep going, but yeah, unfortunately they lost. And then number two, Alabama losing to UCLA, number 11, UCLA, 88 to 78, 10 point deficit to number two, Alabama. Um, I had a friend, he had them going to the final game and losing to Gazaga, but a lot mm-hmm. of people had Alabama going all the way. So yeah, uh, another big upset, um, UC, uh, USC beating Oregon. Easily by like 20, uh, 82 to 68. And then uh, Gonzaga destroying uh, USC. And uh, now we're moving on to the final four. Another one to add to their collection. They're literally just going through and just demolishing these teams. Gonzaga just has no sign of slowing down at all. Nope. But which makes me really worried right now. We're going to look at the final <laughs> four. We got UCLA. They squaz past um, uh, Michigan. And... Uh, Yes, UCLA yeah. upsetting Michigan, fifty-one to forty-nine. It came down to the buzzer, and uh, instead of going for two points, they went for a three-pointer. When they could have just drove it in, and got two. Why? It was so <laughs> sad. Man, Dude, I was we, like, drive yeah. it in. You have Michigan has a lot of big guys on the team. Yeah. They did. They had a lot of yeah. guys that could get in there, uh-huh. box it, and easily, and yeah. they just went for a three point. I was like, "What happened, Juwan? How? I don't. I don't know. What happened? <laughs> anyway, it's so the second time. And then uh, Baylor took care of Arkansas, no problem. So, and then Houston uh, took care of Oregon State, number twelve, that took, had a good run as well. We had a lot of uh, lower seed teams make good runs. Yeah. It was oh, yeah, definitely an sure. off year, like Illinois going out early, Ohio mm-hmm. State going out round one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, um, so, but yeah, so the final four Probably. are 
UCLA, a number 11 seed playing Gonzaga, and then Baylor playing Houston. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, between, okay, so Baylor and Houston really is going to be the interesting game that I'm going to watch. Yes, I think Gonzaga um, for will sure. take care of UCLA. Gonzaga, it's going to be embarrassing, <laughs> honestly. Gonzaga's been beating every team, and they've been facing good teams, and they've been beating these teams by near 20 points Three each. Three-pointer. So, like, now, like, they're going up against UCLA. I'm not going to say that, okay, UCLA might perform well, but Gonzaga's obviously I mean, they have made it to the Final Four, and they've beat good teams. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not saying that they're not going to be able to... I won't say that it's not possible for them to beat Gonzaga. It's just very, very, very unlikely. And the more likely thing is that they're going to get destroyed, quite frankly. It's either going to be destroyed or they're going to win. <laughs> there is no there's no in-between. No, there, I honestly, I don't think there would be. Because I feel like if Gonzaga were to not perform well enough to where UCLA would be able to catch up, I just feel like... No, they're, they're probably going to end up losing. I, I, yeah, I just don't see UCLA really standing much of a chance. But Baylor and Houston will be an interesting matchup because for me, I had, um, honestly, and not a lot of people might agree with me, I had UH winning this matchup because uh, on my bracket, I had Gonzaga going against UH in the finals. A lucky you. I, yeah. um, I had uh, Baylor winning this matchup. Uh, oh, I did really? have Houston going to the Final Four. I almost got all the Final Four right, but UCLA made sure that that was not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, so, and, um, but yeah, I had Gonzaga playing Baylor in the finals and Gonzaga winning, but I actually am rooting for Houston because we both live in Houston. Yeah. So oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're pulling for Houston to win. We're, we're oh, pulling yeah. for them to beat Gonzaga. Okay. When I, when I saw Houston high seeded in the back of my mind, when I was making my bracket, I'm like, man, am I, am I putting in like bias with these picks? And I'm like, you know what? I totally am. But I mean, Houston has been performing up to it and uh, I've been doing a good job. So, I mean, they have good defense. Results are results, as they say. They have a really good defense. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that is the final four, which is happening in a couple of days. What's today? Well, I think tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Today as a, today is the second Good Friday, um, and tomorrow, yeah, there's going to be the final four matchups. So, anyway, anything else to touch on in the NCAA? But I think we I think we hit everything. I think that's like kind of the big things going on right now. So um, let's uh, let's take it over to NBA. NBA, which All is right. heating up right now. As so, we, yeah, this is going to be the interesting time right now because everybody's you know we're at the latter half near the closing weeks, and playoffs are right around the horizon. Um, so obviously we're going to go through and we're going to do a little bit of commentary on each of these teams looking to make the playoffs and maybe even some that are kind of like on the edge of territory. But first things first, obviously the big thing, especially with all the acquisitions that they've made, um, the Nets right now are on top of the Eastern Conference. And we've been talking about and, the 76ers a lot. And uh, yeah. it just came down to there's no Embiid right now, so the 76ers win rate has gone down. Yeah, exactly. And the Nets even without their starters, still are winning. <laughs> Which is nuts to think about, honestly. Well, it just kind of goes to show, too, like, really the... The if, super team. Yeah, if they had all their players healthy, the Nets are going to be crazy good. It's like an all-star team. You could have yeah. put this as the, like, Team KD. This could have been his all-star team. This could have been Team KD, honestly. And adding, um, uh, well, real quick, so adding to the starting lineup, this week the Nets got LaMarcus Aldridge. So now you're starting five or KD. James Harden, 
Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin, and LaMarcus Aldridge. And not to what mention is th- not to mention most of your bench guys should be starters on NBA teams. They would be. <laughs> they, they would were. Be. <laughs> they were. Yeah. <laughs> like the, you know, like the fact that I'll, you know, quick glance on the thing, obviously like you said, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh they got Jeff Green, they got Blake Griffin, uh, James Harden, Joe Harris, who's actually a really good player, Kyrie Irving, you know, DeAndre Jordan, who, you know, obviously was a uh, was an all-star for a hot minute. You know, this team is just, it's crazy that they're able to swing this. And right uh, now you've got Katie playing zero games, Blake Griffin playing one out of five games every week, and you've got Kyrie yeah. and a Harden alternating each day and them just keep winning over and over again, just starting those guys. And then you've got these bench guys that just, their bench can shoot. Amazing. I also keep on uh, forgetting Steve Nash is their coach. Yo, the Nash dude... Uh, I'm, it's really great seeing him as a coach. I remember watching him as a player when I was a kid. Um, and well, they've now given him, uh, the team of his dreams. So, uh, maybe he'll get a ring. Maybe we'll see. I'm still pulling for the Lakers. (laughs) I don't want the Nets to win. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I think a lot of the worry that a lot of people have is that, is this going to be the new culture now in the NBA? that you have all these players that are just building these super teams. And uh, to tell you the honest truth, I think it just doesn't make the NBA interesting. Like, it was better when all these star players had their teams and were like, oh, let's see which one can actually pull their team to championship. But now it's more like, okay, let's see which franchise all the players are going to want to go to so they can guarantee a championship. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, dude, that's so lame. Because it's like, okay, LeBron's – I mean, so the Lakers picked up uh, Andre Drummond this week. Yeah. So they're trying to keep up. Yeah. I, I, In my opinion, they need to get Kyle Lowry, but they did not want to trade any of their draft picks. So – I was so um, – I was so happy when the big free agency from last year happened where all the good players got spread out. Because it was like, oh, you really don't know who's going to go and win the championship. Obviously, the Lakers had LeBron and AD, but still. It still wasn't that elite. They still had a, it was still a tough championship. He put up a good fight. Which, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, diss any of the other teams out there. Because there's obviously other really great players on other teams. Giannis. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, it's just the concept of having so many all-stars. Just be like, oh, hey, let's all congregate in this one team and make a super team. It's like, no, do you like, why don't you go and have some pride, take leadership of a team and actually like have that team work around you and then you win a championship that way. I mean, I feel like that's a lot more uh, honorable. But we but say the Nets anyhow. took over the 76ers. I will say the Jazz still have the best record in the NBA. I feel like every week you think the Jazz are going to, go down but no they will not yeah the utah jazz have been really really 11 losses all season 11 that's That's not very many that's super impressive well i mean you look at the c here's the thing like i think one of the things that's very ironic about this is right the utah jazz once again are proving the model that i've always kind of believed they don't really have i mean they got donovan mitchell and rudy gobert but they don't really have any other like superstars on their team because honestly here's the thing when you have a big superstar that isn't willing to defer to an entire team, or if you're a team that just has a bunch of superstars, like, look, you got the Nets. As soon as all their guys are healthy, what are they going to do? Each of them are going to play like 20 minutes each. 
and it's just going to be the starting five for most of the game, and then they might have some bench guys come in every now and then. But you got teams like the Jazz where they can run 10 deep, rotate, and that's a much better model for a team to win championships because you're not tiring guys out and they're able to be more efficient. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so also the Clippers are moving up. Um, I think their trade was brilliant, getting uh, Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams. I don't know. I don't know, man. No, that's what they needed. That's what they needed. Okay. No, but Lou Williams and Rajon Rondo are kind of like the same archetype, and I feel like Lou Williams is still a better version of that. I didn't agree with that trade, but I look. Stephen A. agreed with the trade. (laughs) No, dude. I but I I I I totally don't. Lou Lou Williams was a good. I mean, he's won sixth man of the year multiple times. Rajon Rondo has had his run to really. well, then the Hawks got the benefit of the trade, in your opinion, is what you're saying. Yes, I do. Because, like, Lou, like, okay, because now, what do you have? Now the Hawks, uh, looking at Hawks them. Hawks have a, I mean, they're, now they're where are they? a good team. They're they number got, seven. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, they're in the playoffs. Now they got uh, Clint Capella, Lou Williams, Trey Young, uh, Danilo Gallinari. That's a good team. I feel like the, um, you know, John Collins. Well, and they just beat the Spurs. The Spurs are a good team. They just beat them in double uh, double overtime, 134 yeah. to 129. And mm-hmm. even with, I mean, DeMar DeRozan is such a good player for yeah. the Spurs. I will, I want to, I, I really like DeMar DeRozan. I just bought mm-hmm. his autograph the other day. I really, he is such a good player. He's been in the NBA a long time. A very long time. What would he score? He had 36 points, played 47 minutes in that game. Yeah. Well, yeah, double overtime, that's a lot of, yeah. It's really good when you can um, when you can have guys that after being in the NBA for a while, they become vets and then get their due diligence where they can really get on a team and, and shine. I just want to, I want to touch real quick on, um, let's see, where is it? Uh, <laughs> the Timberwolves. No, let's not talk about the Timberwolves, okay? Beating the Knicks. No. The Knicks lost to the Timberwolves. Let's the not worst. talk about that. No, they're the worst team. Yes, they're the worst team in the NBA. They are the worst team in the NBA, and the Knicks lost. I remember when I was game casting because I, I actually I was out with my wife uh, Morgan and my phone. I got I got notifications on that game. It was at halftime, and the Knicks were losing. And I'm like, what's going on here? I'm like, why are the Knicks losing to the Timberwolves? This is not. <laughs> this is hey, not- that Anthony Anthony Edwards is special. He's a good rookie. Uh, RJ Barrett though played well. Um, Julius Randle played well too. I don't know how the Knicks lost. They lost by like one point, I think. But and the, you know, oh, just as a side note, oh yeah, Carl Anthony Towns only scored eighteen. He was like the third leading scorer. Yeah, tied with their rookie Jalen McDaniels. And the Knicks lost, and now we're twenty four and twenty four. They are not. They get playoffs are not guaranteed for the Knicks. They need to keep winning because they're tied. With, if they lose they're, two games, they're yeah, out. Yeah, they're the sixth seed right now. If you look at the Eastern Conference, you got the Miami Heat, New York, and uh, the Hawks. All are kind of neck and neck. I mean, if one um, team starts losing games, they're done. If any of them starts done. losing games, they're they're essentially out. <laughs> they're out. Well, I mean, because here's the thing: you still got they have to they have to lose at least two games to get behind Boston and Indiana, uh, to be out. So if they want, if they lost one game, they might be fine. But they would have to keep. At that point, if they lose one game, they would have to keep winning games. Um, in order to stay in, but if they lose two games, then they're guaranteed out at this point. Well, and the Knicks are playing tonight. Yeah, the Mavericks 
and Luka Doncic. Uh, I'm going to have to say I have the Knicks on this one. I've one got the Mavericks. I, one the Mavericks are going to beat the Knicks one because, 100%. One, because I'm a fan, but also because... Uh, You're I, biased. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the only justification I have for it right now. It's funny. Look, I like the, the Mavericks. <laughs> Look, the Knicks are a good team, though. Here's the thing. No, they are. They Except can... they lost the Timberwolves. Okay. The Timberwolves have won 12 games this season. Other teams have beat have lost to the Timberwolves board. You know what? Why don't we look at this? <laughs> Why don't we look at all the... I'm just here to replace the- Nate and giving you a hard time about the Knicks, even though I want the Knicks to do well. Uh, oh, yeah. Wait, hold up. So the Timberwolves I'm here to have keep the beaten- Knicks fans accountable. Look, I have to... Look, okay, so here's all the teams that the Timberwolves have beaten. So that... The uh, Detroit Pistons. They beat the, the Rockets. Pistons. They beat the Pistons. <laughs> okay. They beat the Jazz. They beat... Oh, the Jazz are a solid one. Yeah, they, they did. They beat the Jazz a lot. Everyone gets lucky, though. They beat exactly. They beat the Spurs. Oh, they, so then I just hurt myself. Okay, so they got lucky in beating the Knicks. Knicks just they lost by one point though, so it they, came close. They beat the Raptors in February. Raptors aren't that good. They beat the. Suns. What happened to them? They beat the Suns. They beat the Trailblazers. And these are like close games. I feel like the Timberwolves have just been showing up randomly every now and then, and that's kind of what just happened. That's why I don't I don't take that loss too hard because I'm like, look. The Knicks have been in the same standing where it's like, oh, this is a lesser team, but they've beaten teams and gotten close to beating teams that are like high up. Um, how about this? Let's just go through uh, the Eastern and Western Conference because we're kind of bouncing back and forth here. Uh, if we're looking at the East, we already kind of talked about the Nets. Uh, we sort of talked about the Sixers. They're still kind of on top. Uh, a little bit ahead, the Bucks. Let's we go ahead and talk on... about. Let's go ahead and talk about the Bucks. Giannis and Tentacupo leading the Bucks uh, currently right now. They have a great record. Every year they have a great record and go far in the playoffs, and then they choke. Yeah, and even in the NBA championship, they choked and lost to Toronto. That was your Kawhi and them. He shot the amazing shot to beat the 76ers to move on to the finals. Yep, and then they ended up beating um, the Bucks in the finals. And Giannis said they'd be back. They have not been back, so. Nope. Um, trying to see Chris Middleton on the team. Um, his his actually his brothers on the team. Uh, Theonis and Tentacupo. So kind of cool brother duo. Um, Drew Holiday was their big trade this year. The thing that they thought would help them punch their ticket basically towards an NBA final win was Drew Holiday. Yeah. Brooke Lopez. They had to replace Malcolm Brogdon with somebody. Yeah, and then they drafted Jordan Noir, who's a really good rookie. And then they have Jeff Teague, who I think they recently got from the Celtics. And also to adding to their team from the Rockets, P.J. Tucker. So, pretty good. Actually, now that I'm thinking about that, was that the trade that they did? Was it Drew Holiday for Malcolm Brogdon? Is that the trade? That might have been it. I think so. I have to do some. I'll, I'll have to do some uh, research on that because they had Malcolm Brogdon, but now Malcolm Brogdon is for the Pacers. Because I think Drew Holiday used to play for the Pacers. You're right. That was the trade then. What? Okay, Grant, who do you think is better, Drew Holiday or Malcolm Brogdon? If you were to say one-on-one, those two guys, who do you think would win that? There is a right answer to this, Grant. Brogdon? Yes. <laughs> he's he's the reason they got to the championship. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't believe. And Malcolm Brogdon, he's on my uh, fantasy team, too. He's been performing well. I don't know why the Bucks wouldn't want to hold on to him. I just... I guess they felt that Holiday was a. I mean, Holiday does play well. I just felt I think he plays well, but 
Man, I am I am baffled. I'm befuddled. How about that? That's a good word. I'm befuddled at that. But uh so the Bucks right now they're third seed. Um uh not really expecting them to well, here's the thing. Being third seed does mean something. They could try to go for another big playoff run. First round, they're also they're going to be going up against the Knicks. So if we were to end the playoffs today, they'd be going up against the Knicks first round. Who? The Knicks. The Bucks? Yeah, the Bucks would be going up against the Knicks right now. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. And, the Nets. and that would and that would be uh interesting. The Bucks would win. Giannis versus <laughs> Julius Randle. Hey I'm man. Kidding. Look, I'm kidding. I'm actually, kidding. Well no no. Actually, to my point, the Knicks and the Bucks are actually very similar teams archetype wise. It'd be if they could contain Giannis. Giannis yeah. is so good. Cool. Well, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. It would be Giannis versus Julius Randle. Who could outdo who? Because actually, even if you look at their stat lines, they have very similar stat lines as well. Mm. They're playmaking big men. Um, next we got the Charlotte Hornets. No Lamella Ball, and they're still they're still winning. They're still moving. Well, and it was kind of like I said, with Lamella Ball out, you're going to see increased usage by uh, Terry Rozier and Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward. And I mean, just as we've seen, Gordon Hayward has been going off these last few games just because he's had more opportunities. But, I mean, it just kind of goes to show that he's always been a really good role player. I mean, that's what he was with the Celtics. I will say, though, they have had kind of an easy schedule recently. Wizards, Rockets. Oh, well, okay. Well, with, they did play the Suns. Suns beat them in overtime, and then they, they yeah. beat the Heat. They, the Hornets beat the Heat as well, so that's pretty okay. good. Well, and then uh, who they got? And then they next? lost to the Nets. Up next, they got the Pacers, the Celtics, the Thunder, the Bucks. Yeah, the, actually, their schedule is pretty light. I mean, until they start, I, I guess they play the Bucks and then the Lakers later. There's down. a lot of well balanced teams though in the NBA. There's never a free pass on a team. You, even the Rockets can. I think they beat the the Clippers the other night. I believe. Yeah. So. I, yeah, that's true. Any team can have their night, you know. Which was awesome. The Rockets, they lost to the Nets. They lost to the Grizzlies. They then they beat the Timberwolves. Oh, that didn't matter. Lost the Timberwolves. Lost to the Hornets. Beat the Raptors. That didn't matter. Lost to the Thunder. Lost to the man. That's so sad. There's so many losses for the Rockets. Yeah, <laughs> like eight losses in a row at one point. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, um, if Lamelo Ball is able to get back healthy, um, just in any way, then. He um, won't. He's out for the rest of the season. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, he's gone, everybody. So, I mean, we'll see if the Hornets can actually, you know, make it further. If they were to go to the playoffs today, if it were to end today, then they would go on to the next uh, team that we're going to look at, the Miami Heat. Um, Who do you think would win that matchup? Charlotte and Miami. 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 I think Jimmy Butler. If Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Gordon Drockage and uh, Duncan Robinson, and uh, Kendrick Nunn. If they all play well, oh, Miami Heat all the way. I think Jimmy Butler's a better team leader than yeah. Teddy Rozier or Honestly, Gordon Honestly, I'm not going to lie. In my opinion, I think the only reason Miami is fifth seed right now is because Jimmy Butler was hurt beginning of the season. Yep, That's 100%. the only reason. If not for that, they'd probably be like third or fourth seed right now. Or yes. maybe even second seed, honestly. They're they man, they and they and a lot of people forget they're like the Heat. I'm like, yo, they were in the NBA finals Dude, last year. They made year. it to the finals last year. They are the sec they are the number two team technically in the NBA. And like they impressed everybody. 
And they played well, too. They made it to game five. Yeah. So, like, Jimmy was so exhausted. Yeah, that's that's nothing to sneeze at, you know. So, that's what's going on in basketball right now. I mean, not a ton of big trades, but, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge going Nets, Drummond. I think... think, uh, We touch on the Mavericks? Mavericks. Who else in the West? We already kind of talked about the Lakers, didn't we? Yeah, we touched on the Lakers. I mean, I guess real quick we can touch on the Denver Nuggets getting uh, uh, Eric... uh, No, not Eric Gordon. Uh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Yes. Oh, Yeah. And uh, that, I might, that was a really good trade by the Nuggets. I think that's good trade. I, I just kept looking and going, they're not going to win a championship. But he, Aaron Gordon could be definitely watching them play recently. He has definitely helped the team. One thing I would like to point out here, at what point, I like, to, I like doing these, at what point do we say that the Orlando Magic is just a terrible organization? That they're just a terrible franchise? Think about how many. You're going back to the Eastern Conference. I am, but real quick, just because we're talking about Aaron Gordon. The Orlando Magic, in the past 10 years, 10, 15 years, have had a slew of all star players. They had Vucevic, they had Victor Oladipo when he was younger, they had Dwight Howard, they had Aaron Gordon, they had all these guys. And yet, they had Gilbert Arenas for a hot minute. And yet, they never were able to. They made the playoffs a little bit when they had Dwight Howard, but they were never were able to. At what point are we going to say, okay, this franchise is just not And if it. you think about it right now, looking at their roster, they should be a good team. Rui Hachimura, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal. You have Russell Westbrook no, and no, Bradley Beal. No, you're looking Beal. at the Wizards. Oh, I'm looking at the Wizards, my bad. No, that the the Magic, they have... Yo, uh, my phone clicked on the wrong one. Because that, that seemed too good. The Magic right now, I guess... Now with the trade that they did with the Bulls, they got Otto Porter Jr. They also have um, uh, Terrence Jr. Ross. Cole John- Anthony's a good rookie, but uh, Jonathan Isaac, I guess. But no, they're 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 in a rebuilding phase. They oh, got they rid are. of all. They got they got RJ Hampton. Players they're, and they they got RJ Hampton from the Nuggets. He's a rookie this year, and he's a good. He's supposed to be a really good player. So mm-hmm. the Nuggets traded their rookie. But either way, I just think that this. I like following these storylines on these franchises because a lot of times people like to focus on the players, but they don't realize that the players are just a piece of it. Like all these players are talented enough to play in the NBA. Really, when you when you see a team that's constantly making it to championships, like the Lakers, like the Celtics, like all these kind of teams, you got to look at the fact that they have coaches and a franchise that's backing them up and that's building a team the way that it's supposed to be that can be able to actually succeed. So it's like when you have a team that's constantly not succeeding or that isn't even riding a roller coaster like okay yeah they happen to do well for a little period then dip because this one guy left or just retired or whatever then you got to say okay that organization is just terrible yeah for sure and um yeah be interesting to see where they go in the next couple years because there's a lot of because Cade Cunningham just declared the NBA draft so number one prospect in America for basketball so but uh, not not. Uh, uh, I apologize for sidetracking, but I just wanted to point that out. The with Aaron Gordon going to the Denver Nuggets and the Vucevic going to the Bulls, um, just kind of being like, all right, well, if you guys want to restart again right now, even though they were a young team and all they really needed, in my opinion, was like some maybe like a good guard. Um, but you know, yeah, they didn't believe in it. <laughs> so the Denver Nuggets. They, yeah, they got Nikola Jokic. Now they got Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray. 
That's impressive. Michael Porter Jr. Michael no, Porter no Jr. No one can forget about him. That's impressive. That's actually a really Paul Millsap, JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee didn't go to the Lakers. My man JaVale McGee. Yo, JaVale McGee. Uh he's one of Jamal those, Murray. One of those guys. Yeah, like the It's a good team. Marcus Howard. It's a good team. Will Barton. They got they got a good team. And this is something that I'd like to point out once again. If you look at the Eastern, if you look at the Western Conference, if the Denver Nuggets were in the Eastern Conference, they would be fourth seed right now. And they're fifth seed um, in the West. Um, and actually, the Portland Trailblazers, if they were in the Eastern Conference, they would be fourth seed. And they're sixth seed. The Mavericks, if they were in the Eastern Conference, they would be fourth seed. <laughs> and they're seventh seed. That's crazy. Dude, the Mavericks are a good team this year. I'm excited. I think the Spurs would be fourth seed if they were in the Eastern Conference right the now. The Mavericks just got J.J. Redick from uh, the uh, the uh, New Orleans. Yeah. They... Luka Doncic. Don't say that. And I don't know what's going on because Luka is such a good team. I guess it's just, once again, it's a product of being in such a stronger conference. Like Harder to win games. Yeah, exactly. Because you got to play all these interconference games. So that's why in the West, it's more likely to find a team that actually has good players. To beat the Celtics Wednesday, I mean, the Thunder. Hey. Look at the teams in the West right now that aren't in the playoffs. The Memphis Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Kings. The Warriors? The Warriors aren't in the playoffs right now. But they're not out of it yet. 100%. They're not totally out of it. Yeah. But look, like these are all teams that have good quality players. They just happen to... You know, the only teams I would say in the Western Conference that have no excuse right now, unfortunately, would have to be the your Rockets and the Timberwolves. That's those have well, to be. <laughs> you Spurs fans out there, I'd be a little nervous if I were you. Spurs need to get something other than DeMar DeRozan. He's a great player, but I don't think he's a they're not a winning team this year. I think if you're Memphis or Golden State, you're looking to get in those playoffs. Sacramento Kings also pretty good. I don't believe the Pelicans or Thunder will get in. No, unfortunately not. Nah, they won't. They're not good enough. Thunder Pelicans and Re- almost uh, had their chance last year. Pelicans are not all oh, they did. Yeah, we all knew the Suns were going to be good when they went undefeated in the bubble last year. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, dude, next year, DeAndre Ayton. And then they made the Chris Paul trade. And I was like, oh, yep, yeah. that's it. They're riding yeah. all the way. Devin it's Booker. Like, all right, there you go. <laughs> Point proven. Point oh, made. man, I totally forgot about that. They got Chris Paul now? The Suns? Oh. They've had them all season. I have not been paying attention to the Suns. Yeah, that's why they're so good. Oh, my goodness. I remember when that trade went down, the Thunder traded him off. No, the Rockets didn't. No. No, no, no. The Thunder already had him. The Thunder had to trade Chris Paul. Um, I thought the Rockets had him. No, the Rockets did have him. But remember, they got, they got, they got Russell him. Westbrook. Sorry, we're backtracking on Chris Paul. He's a hard guy to follow these days. That's that's what <laughs> that's what happens when you're like a former All Star and you're like kind of in your last few years. You kind of like uh, you kind of become hard to follow. Kind of like Dwayne Wade. Like a lot of people don't uh, remember how he had that little short stint with the Cavs. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I remember watching Dwayne Wade. Yeah. But we're going back to the old. So, anything else we should touch on in basketball, or do you want to move on to? I guess we could touch on... I can touch on a few things in baseball real quick. Yeah, let's go ahead. 
So yesterday was opening day in baseball, and let's see, we had, um, so the Dodgers lost opening day. They're the number one projected team. They're number one right now to win the World Series. They're the favors to win the World Series. Obviously, the World Series champions last year, Yeah, the Dodgers, <laughs> but went three years in a row and have been losing and then finally punched their ticket to winning last year against the, the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays. So um, they lost to the Colorado Rockies 8-5. to five. So Clayton Kershaw lost opening day. He started, and then the Yankees um, st- lost in ten innings. Even though Gary Sanchez uh, started out the day with hitting a homer, I was surprised. I was kind of following that game, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, "Yo, the Yankees are gonna win right off the bat." Gary Sanchez homer, but no, they lost. So and Judge uh, didn't have the greatest day. Um, Stanton didn't even hit anything. Globy had an okay day, which I need him to. But yeah, the only batter that did well was uh, Gary Sanchez, the catcher. So wow, incredible! And then the Astros took the win day one, yeah. eight to one. Even despite getting uh, totally booed by the crowds because of the cheating scandal that they had, I wonder like this. It's it's so funny that um, that seemed like so long ago that that happened. Twenty seventeen. No, that the yeah, with the whole cheating thing. Yeah, with the wasn't Astros. that twenty seventeen? No, that was like, that was only like a couple of years ago, wasn't it? It was after they won that last World Series, right? No, was it twenty eighteen? What, dude? COVID is screwed up yeah. all the time. Yeah, honestly. I don't remember. I because <laughs> did they have baseball last year? Yeah, they did. Dodgers won the World Series. Oh my gosh. All right, now I'm just starting to show my ignorance in this field. I will say John gotta, does know, not know a lot I about baseball. <laughs> I, I am really showing my ignorance here. The, um, But yeah, like um, it seemed like so long ago that that happened that you wouldn't think that people would. Oh, yeah, 2017. I was right, 2017 yeah. to so, Dodgers. Oh, so you know what? It was like it was 2018 that the whole thing came out yes. about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I will say Zach Greinke, um, we did lose Garrett Cole to the Yankees this year, but Zach Greinke shut down the athletics, even though they also, they got Elvis Andrews from the Rangers this year. Mm-hmm. My Elvis Andrews, um, I was an old Rangers fan back when they went to the World Series tries and lost. So Elvis Andrews was the last original Ranger from that team to be. Yep. And he's gone. And what did he hit yesterday? He was, had one hit. Okay. That's Okay. But yeah, anyway, opening day was good. Rangers lost 14 to 10 to the Royals. That was a big that's a big scoring game. So, good first week uh for opening day baseball. Two games were postponed. Um unfortunately, COVID is uh still around and uh I've already heard of several uh, yep. like series getting delayed. So, yeah. real quick, we had the uh one of the biggest MLB contracts in history wow. go down this week. History? Francisco Lindor agrees to a 10-year, $341 million deal with the Mets. The Mets. Yeah. Which is the third largest contract in MLB history, largest for a shortstop ever. Wow. Uh, Someone's uh, getting paid. (laughs) Dude, the Mets. sure. Ah, why would you go to the Mets? They're not that good. Well... Jacob, they paid him. That's (laughs) true. Money can sometimes speak more than the team. So that's what happens when somebody offers you the third biggest contract of all time. You're like, oh well, uh, sure, we can make this work. We can make this work. Ten more you deals, I can bat well. Yeah, (laughs) I can hit you guys a few Uh, more balls. Yeah. 
But, all right. That's that's really all we got to touch on baseball. Once again, we're not baseball experts. We'll try to do better in the future. But yeah. we're going to move on to football real quick. Hey, not hey a, football. Not a lot's going on. happened really in Ooh, football. Balls for the devil. Just, <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, but the biggest thing right now is like, with football is the drafts coming up. Teams are trying to figure out what they need. And uh, so the big trade, uh, big trade, and I think it was two weeks ago, um, but the 49ers, um, the the Miami Dolphins traded their third overall pick in the 2021 draft to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for a 12th overall pick, uh, for the 12th overall pick in the 2021 draft, and a third round pick in 2022, and a first round pick in 2022, and a first round pick in 2023. That's a lot of picks. Yeah, <laughs> especially if That's the a, especially if the Niners are bad, the Dolphins are going to get a good deal. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's definitely what the gist was here. I mean, the Dolphins right now, they're they don't need that pick. They got Tua Tagovailoa. Well, no, they do need that pick because even though they got Tua Tagovailoa, I feel like if they're in a rebuilding, but at phase, number twelve, you can get a good wide receiver. Well, yeah. Like here's the thing: they, they, yeah, they are definitely trying to look to continue to rebuild. I feel like getting to attack of Valoa was just kind of like their first step. Now they're going to want to try to build around and Devontae him. Parker. Yeah. And Devontae Parker. So now their job now is to try to um, build around that. So for the next couple of years, we'll probably still see them kind of making these kind of trades where they'll try to get high picks. But what I'm surprised about is that the 49ers would try to go for such a high pick considering that they have Justin all Fields. these guides, but yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So is Jaguars it take Trevor Lawrence? Is Jimmy Garoppolo's day coming? I feel like I feel like I feel like it might be. I mean, I feel like he's going to start this season for sure. And if he doesn't play well, if they do draft, I think the Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence first overall. But at the same time, I still feel like that would be if that's the case. If they try to draft somebody like Justin Fields at number three, um, you're going to want to play him because of the money you're going to pay him. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like that'd be such a, a lot. I feel like that'd be such a waste. That's why I feel like the more likely outcome is we'll see if they draft a quarterback, they are going to trade Garoppolo. And if you're and if they're banking on the Jets not drafting uh, Smith, I believe is his last name from yeah. Alabama, who Devontae won Smith. Devontae Smith, who won yeah. the Heisman Trophy, uh-huh. you're crazy. The Jets, I guarantee you, they're still like Sam Donald's our quarterback. So they're gonna. They're, I don't they're, know, man. They're, they're still gonna take uh, this the wide receiver, and if they're hoping that he'll slide to third overall pick, it's not gonna happen. So I think they're gonna either take Fields or Lawrence, whoever's left. But I think they're honestly hoping for Fields. If that's the case, they are definitely. If they trade Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, they are definitely trading Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no way you're gonna draft one of those guys and then just bench him. You know what I mean? Well, it's like the but the Packers drafted Jordan Love and have benched him behind Aaron Rodgers. So teams, yeah, you know, that's Aaron Rodgers. The big thing, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have the kind of talent to maintain a starting quarterback job if you're drafting a top three. It's like the Chiefs drafting Patrick Mahomes, though, and putting yeah. him behind Alex Smith. What'd you say? The Chiefs drafting uh, Patrick Mahomes, putting him behind Alex Smith. Yeah, but they drafted it. Well, what was he drafted at? 12th overall. Yeah, that's 12 overall. That's a 12th overall pick, okay? If you're outside they the top get- 10, if you're outside the top 10, I can see that. But you're talking about a top 3 draft pick. You're not benching a top 3 draft pick. Yes, you are. No. Dude, you if, don't do the that. The day and age we are in the NFL is that the quarterbacks sit behind like a really like a good quarterback as a starter. We're not saying Jimmy Garoppolo is really good, but he is. He's been in the NFL since 2014. 
Man, he said, but he's gonna, yeah. Justin Fields is going to set it behind him for a few weeks. Then they'll finally realize he's better than her, uh, Garoppolo. And that's what I'm saying. That's that's a thing. Like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that even if it doesn't happen immediately, if they're drafting a quarterback, that's because that's something they're considering at the very least. They we're, gave up a lot. We're going to draft Garoppolo for because they're going to want to get some assets back for what they just traded. Dude, the Dolphins. I think you the Dolphins. I mean? Okay, r- winner in this trade for me is the Dolphins. Oh, for sure. Definitely. For what? Wow. Yeah. They're definitely the winners in that trade, but it still goes to stand. Jimmy Garoppolo with your... Unless Justin Fields turns out to be something. Well, and that's the thing. Kind of with what you're saying with quarterbacks wanting to be behind other quarterbacks. I, I understand that because we did see that with, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo himself. But at the same time, you got to think like, okay, is Jimmy Garoppolo in a place like a Brett Favre or Tom Brady or Alex Smith. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. No. So, like, for me, I'm like, okay, if that's the case, then what you're really seeing here is they're going to draft, if they draft a quarterback at number three, it's going to end up being a fight for the starting job from the offset. They're either going to go through that, which obviously is never a good look for a team, or they're going to say, okay, what are we going to do? We're either going to immediately trade this quarterback that we just drafted or we're going to trade Garoppolo, who we're paying high dollars for. Because when you're paying a quarterback that much money and you want to trade him, then you can get a lot back for it. I mean, yep. you look at what the Lions got for Matthew Stafford. They got a uh, lot. They got golf, but they got so many draft picks. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, you know, you got to think about the management of assets. And if they were to draft a quarterback and then not do that, I feel like it would be a showing of mismanagement on the 49ers I feel like what's going to happen, they're going to draft a quarterback, they're going to trade Garoppolo, I want this to happen, Garoppolo back to the Patriots, so Bill Belichick (laughs) can have, because remember, Bill Belichick thought Garoppolo was going to be an incredible quarterback, Uh he almost almost put him in over Tom Brady, Yeah. Um, and and so trade Cam Newton to the force somewhere else, get Garoppolo back with Bill Belichick, because Bill Belichick (laughs) believes in Garoppolo. Yeah. I, but also, uh, Shanahan runs a good offense, so you know it's 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 Garoppolo. In my opinion, if the Niners do take a quarterback, Garoppolo won't be with the Niners all season. He'll be well, gone by the end of the season. Yeah, and that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking that's what I'm saying will happen if they draft a quarterback. My thought is they're not going to draft a quarterback. Honestly, you think Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence will slide past the top three? I think one of them is going to be number one, and the other one is probably going to be. Four or five, if the 49ers have uh, the third or overall pick. Why would the 49ers, unless they what, unless they uh, want to get rid of Jimmy Then they should have traded for the second overall pick from the Jets to get the MVP wide receiver. It would have been. Maybe they did, and it didn't work out. Maybe they're just, they're, just higher, they're just looking to hope that Justin Fields was impressive enough that the Jets are going to be like, oh, we're going to go ahead and get Justin Fields and trade Sam Darnold, which would, in my opinion, be a better decision than saying, okay, we're just going to keep building around this guy. Like Sam Darnold's had like moments. He was sick last year for like yeah. the first part of the season. Uh-huh. So he's had moments, but he has had nobody around him. Your running back is Frank Gore. Yeah. He's... 36, almost four, going almost yeah. into his 40s or something. Yeah. I mean, he has barely any wide receivers except for Crowder. That's about it. Yeah. So I feel mm-hmm. like if they could get him a good wide receiver, but in my opinion, I would get rid of him and try to go for fields. I don't. I think passing up a quarterback like that 
just you don't get it. You don't get a quarterback in a draft like that very often. Yeah. Until a couple of years, then Spencer Radley will end a draft from the Sooners. Uh. Then we'll have another good Sooner quarterback as a starter in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to see. But I just think that there's the implication of the fact that they made that trade behooves me to believe that they're thinking about doing like some massive moves because the 49ers were a playoff, dare I say, Super Bowl contending team. For them to so immediately want to get a high draft pick indicates either a rebuild or something of the like. And that is really all we have to talk about the NFL. Lighter week from the NFL, and now we're going to move on to tennis. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Serena Williams is still playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... That's all that's really going on. Everything's going down the wire. Mainly, like we said, it's just kind of the NBA has got the playoffs coming up. NCAA, if you guys are watching it, I'm thinking, guys, you guys are going to want to watch that Baylor-UH game. I don't think the UCLA-Gonzaga game is going to be as interesting. Still watch it, though. Still watch it. But, yes, still watch it, though. Okay? Uh, we There's still, only two games left. We, we, still want that, uh, we still want the sponsors. So, you got to watch the games. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you... We'll see what's happening. The Baylor versus Houston is going to be the one where I'm really going to be like, okay, I'm hoping because I'm trying to catch up in these brackets. If Baylor, if Houston beats Baylor, I might catch up with Grant in the tournament challenge. Nope. Nope. I don't think there's <laughs> any way you can beat me. How many points would you get? How many points would you? Because you lose points for the picks. Hold on, but I'm you also t- gain points for. Let's see, your JV. Yeah, there's no way you can beat me. Right now, it's your max there. is a thousand one hundred fifty. Well, yeah, Max is still in. Your Max is at 1390, but that'll drop if Baylor loses. But you got two of the Final Four teams wrong, Ohio State and Alabama. I had Baylor in the Final Four. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You got a lot more games wrong before that than me. Well, you know what? Ohio State <laughs> messed up everything for me. Not me. Okay. Anyway. I had Ohio State in the Final Four, I think. Most people did. Yeah. And... had UCLA in the Final Four. And that's all them college people going to UCLA. (laughs) 0.8%. That's incredible. Which is funny because UCLA is actually a historically uh, good basketball program. Yeah, but sometimes you just don't have those players. But they showed up this year. So anyway, uh, that is the end of the podcast for today. Yep. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, but I'll leave you guys with this, uh, a big question that we've been kind of, um, kind of going back and forth. Do you guys think that Jimmy Garoppolo is overrated and he'll get traded? I do. What do you think? All right. Uh, catch us on, uh, Twitter, even though we don't have a Twitter. Just See you remember, guys later. No Mavericks. <laughs> Hopefully they win tonight. No, we need the Knicks to win. The Knicks. The Knicks are going to win. Luca. Uh, Randall. <laughs> He's supposed to say Julius. He's supposed to Julius. say Julius. Julius. I said Luca, not Doncic. <laughs> Julius. All right. Well, all right. Whatever. That's it.